Hello guys, welcome and welcome back to our podcast, The Fantastic Book Club. I'm one of the hosts, Kanisha Rai, and he is... I'm Swastik. And here we are starting out with the discussion of chapter 8 in the episode 8, and the name of the chapter is Mind the Gap, and also the hairy guy with that X. So, okay, Magnus is being logical out here. Not that he never is, but he is being logical that we all like completion in stories, you know, like the they lived happily forever or everybody died kind of stories. We prefer them and he also understands that. So he's like, okay, I mean, everybody dies and the story ends, right? But no, it doesn't happen here. I am <laughs> dead. It's not like fake death or resurrection shit. It's not going on, mm-hmm. but I am dead, but... Not dead in a dead, dead way. I'm dead in a dead, and I went to an afterlife kind of way. So here he wakes up, you know, uh, like in, he's in trance, like uh, he's dreaming, and he realizes that he never dreams. He'd never dream, dreamt any time when he was alive. And he always felt that that was a bit odd, and especially he started dreaming when he is dead. So I have a little theory here. So I was thinking that Magnus, you know, never dreamt in his normal life. And he states here that he started dreaming the moment he was dying, you know, like, that is a very bad time to start dreaming, but whatever. (laughs) And he is, he, yeah, he is being like, okay, I I never dreamt. And I, that is the reason I'm thinking that maybe his uh, life on earth wasn't even like his life. It was kind of preparation for his life. Does that even make ah, sense? Like you get it, right? That, that does make fact? sense. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I mean, like, like that's, I don't know, something about that thing makes me it, not hopeful, but it's kind of beautiful in a way. Like we always think that, you know, see, um, when we get financial independence and stuff, then we our real life starts because before that we are just preparing for a future life. And after that, uh, milestone is crossed we start uh, leading our the life that we are supposed to live or that's the thought process in this case it's like the death that marks the milestone I mean uh, <laughs> that is just ironic <laughs> that is ironic that is ironic uh, yeah I mean though I obviously don't believe in the destiny and stuff but yeah I guess that that's kind of a nice way to see it that death marks the beginning of his real life yeah nice <laughs> I think we needed a little bit of hopefulness in this all death jazz oh, so yeah. okay and ha huh. and the nicest thing that he starts dreaming is he starts having dreams about Natalie Chase his mother and here we get a you know a proper picture of Natalie Chase for the first time. He describes her as a petite woman who has blonde hair and everything. But uh, what stood out to me is he describes her like a Tinkerbell at, at the age of thirty minus the wings, and that is just a sweet way. And also out of all the things, he says one particular thing that he liked, you know, to count her freckles, and uh-huh. that is okay. Uh, this, I don't know, I may be reading too much into things, but this just, uh, you know, uh, when uh, counting something that is not really 
countable gives it a kind of notion of the you know counting the stars kind of thing mm-hmm. and this just uh, makes makes me feel like you know uh, stars are distant but they are also uh, you know according to literature very related to our destiny and stuff so i think that uh, this is a strange way to put that yeah like his mother was gonna go far away we we associate stars to that people and i don't know uh, maybe i'm reading too much interpret i always no um, I, i guess i mean okay i until you say that i never realized what was that something i mean i always found this uh okay the thing the present beauty community has this sudden upsurge in considering freckles as a beauty trend so that's kind of oh. doesn't make any sense to me or personally but counting the freckles it always had this cute connotation with it you know like it's like a child and mother thing to do like it's like a bonding thing which like kind of it kind of seals the pact of a relationship it's kind of that way it's i mean it's such a close um the intimacy and the level of closeness in that relationship just uh, is reflected through this uh, simple act and i did not realize that how is that i mean why do i feel that until you say that so thanks for clarifying one of my emotions at least <laughs> it just felt so nice yeah that kind of we are just trying to hold on you know we are just trying to go in our life and uh, i don't know uh-huh. try to make a little less mess of it i guess yeah so it yeah. works uh and of course magnus is you know being emotional at this moment and he he also recalls that he did speak about his dad like once and uh he didn't mention him much you know in their time together and uh he mentioned that he never left them he never abandoned them he just moves on and that is also sad and uh that is i don't know i don't know how to explain it but that is sad at the same time because we always uh associate moving on with abandonment but she somehow i think i like her i like her very much so uh at this moment uh, something uh, else also occurs in his dream he moves from the you know uh, the scenery where he was talking to his mom and stuff and uh okay before that i w- i would like to point one more thing in the scenery she also tells magnus you know natalie she's also tells magnus that he and uh, she and uh, magnus's dad which is probably a god used to throw stones at the park <laughs> and i don't know why i find this so funny but i just find mm. it so funny so i had to point it out Ah, also, so after- um, like, uh, just imagine a divine entity who is also, luckily, your life partner or whatever, like, just accompanying you to the park, and you're sitting by the lake, and you're just throwing stones at the lake, and watching the waves ripple through the surface and that person is just saying okay i'm going to uh not do my divine workshop things but i'm going to spend time with you that just i mean commitment is not cute to me but this the spending time the quality time thing this then like ah uh, i don't know it, it's just cute to me yeah. uh ah uh, exactly as you know like it is not even what can i say it is just a weird kind of war that comes with this you know see 
But uh, everybody, everybody, you know, at the end of the day, there is one thing I would like to say that uh, we all want to stand out. But even more than we want to stand out, we want to fit in. And uh, as much as these two things sound like absolute opposites, they are not. I, I, I really believe that somehow they go hand in hand because, you know, if everybody is standing out, you know, uh, let me just uh, tell about one particular thing. If everybody in your friend group is good in something or the other, you all have things you have to share with each other, right? So you will fit right in, in that entire circle. So that is one thing, like uh, nobody is trying to be special to, you know, stay distant from everybody. Everybody just wants to fit in. And I think about gods, I, I'm not saying that gods are real, but uh, whatever, about people who are worshipped, uh, people who are worshipped, they always get that special treatment, but nobody accepts them in their circle. They put them in a pedestal and keep them there. And mm -hmm. I really think that Natalie didn't try to put him in a pedestal and keep him at a distance. She uh, tried to treat him like she would treat anybody. And uh, ah. that that is so beautiful. That is yeah. so beautiful. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's just beautiful from both ways. And yeah, you see, this is a healthy relationship from a divine being and a normal human being. And <laughs> in, in the Percy Jackson series, you do come across a certain uh, unhealthy relationship where the mother was just so crazed about the father because he was Zeus. And that's it. I mean, there was there was Isn't some Zeus like the king of gods or something like that. Yeah, well, uh, that's the whole point of her being so crazy about him like she was not in uh, love with him but she was more like he is my partner he is the father of my children my children are demigods she was like crazy about this okay. i mean yeah that was an okay. it's more like being a trophy wife oh my yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay from this entire beautiful dream Magnus's dream shifts to this office setting of Randolph's. And here he doesn't meet Randolph. He meets this rather good-looking, you know, his uh, man who is around the age of his father. And he, uh, like Magnus uh, tells us, that he is strikingly beautiful. And because all that, you know, father thing was going on in his head, he asks that person that, are you my dad or are you my father? Something like that. And he's like, no, fam. I'm not your father, but you know me, my son. And when you meet him, like, uh, you would know who I am. And uh, tell all father hi. And I don't know what all father is. Can you clarify that? Well, you know that. You you have seen Marvel movies, right, Tanisha? You have. Ah, ah. So you know ah. who all father is. You know the uh, surname no. of second name. <laughs> you know the second name of Thor, right? <laughs> I don't know. I am. Yeah. I am. I don't know. Okay. I, I watched Thor Ragnarok. That is, I guess, oh, the no. only Thor film uh. I watched. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thor's full name is Thor Odinson. Yeah, I know his father is Odin because no, uh, he, he his is, sister was making. His full name is Thor Odinson. So he, when uh, if someone oh. is supposed to call him by his full name, <laughs> that, his name is Odinson. That is, that, <laughs> that is a shitty title. Ah, uh, I know, I know. That, that is. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I really thought you were talking that uh, he is Odin's son because yeah, his sister was making a big deal out of it. <laughs> no, so the entire movie. 
that's I guess that comes with uh, being a god, I guess. But yeah, I mean, he is Odinson. Dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional family. Right. Oh. So uh, now you guess. Okay, since you don't know, so Odin is the All Father. Odin is the All Father because he's the father of the gods. Okay, after you know meeting this uh, weirdly handsome dude who claims not to be his father, we uh, again you know kind of shift and Magnus wakes up. He wakes up flying you know in this. I think I forgot it was a horse or a bird. It Whatever, was a horse. It was a horse. I think it was a horse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a horse. Yeah, nebulous horse. He called it. So there was that girl who was you know before he was dying. He was kind of rotating in the sky and uh, she picked uh, she was you know riding the him and they were riding over this void kind of thing which she called the gap so when he tried to move a little bit she was like do you want to die and follow the gap or whatever like he's already dead what worse can happen i have no idea <laughs> what happens inside the gap like do, do you have any idea because she acted like he was alive but he surely wasn't so i don't know I mean, it's like uh, traveling bet- between two planets or a planet. Like, suppose uh, a space cri- a, sp- uh, uh, a spaceship. <laughs> suppose a spaceship crashes in the space. Can you imagine what can happen? Like, this literally the parachutes won't work. You can't. You you would. I mean, oh, oh. it just sounds funny. <laughs> it, it's it's not funny. It's scary. I mean, uh, uh, I can't. I don't I can't know. Do. I, I have a weird mind. I find maximum scary things funny. I don't okay, know. Okay, but but the concept of floating forever in outer space. How can that be funny to you? Like, why would you float forever? You would just die. But he's already there. I'm, oh, oh, come on! He, he <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the key is that what worse can happen? I that is my question. Like, maybe after a thousand oh, years, his soul will float to another world where he may be tortured for all, all eternity and stuff. You're gonna come to know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is your made-up story, right? Well. I hope one so. thing <laughs> no one thing you would come to know sooner or later that he still has the capability of dying and once dead he would not be resurrected again oh yeah oh that's an oh. interesting trivia Th- that's not good yeah <laughs> i mean okay a, a little something happens in the later chapters that got me concerned right now but whatever <laughs> and uh, so yeah, she is like, uh, don't move around so much. And he realizes that his clothes are clean. And they're clean, clean. Like, they were clean, bef- more clean than the time he was dying. So, he's like, this is not burned, this is not wet. So, and I am kind of clean. So, that is something new out here. <laughs> so, what is even going on? So, what is even going on? And uh, she's like, uh, you know, uh, just, just stay here and nothing else. So, he just gets down into this place and there are big walls and there's an oak tree and there is a big palace and there everything out here is very big for some reason. I mean, uh, I mean gods live there so it, it should be big I think but whatever. 
And there is this inscription out there, and it is also written in Norse language, but it is also you know penned down in the universal language of us mortal humans. That is English. <laughs> you know another interesting thing, like the fact. Uh, okay, the way writers and script writers in movies and series they always incorporate this idea that across planets. like and across cultures we always have english as a common language like uh, even aliens speak english when they're supposed to i mean the it's it's is the same level of weirdness like okay i've always seen that aliens any kind of uh, fan art or maybe every single animation that was ever made about an alien always had two pairs of limbs and a head with eyes and mouth and at least two holes for a nostrils now imagine this just just introducing a concept or this is what i believe in if there are aliens or there are other creatures along with us i mean duh there are but yeah <laughs> i mean yeah but at the same time if there exists something then may can it not be true that they might exist on different strata of realities that our six senses uh well, six senses our five senses cannot <laughs> what is even that our five senses cannot comprehend their existence we can't understand that they're existing other than the fact that they're existing and maybe they can feel our existence maybe they can't maybe that's the thing that's the whole truth like that's the same level of thing like people always consider that are just take it for granted that english every person on this universe knows english Ga- guardian of Gal- galaxies for example i just remember they uh, rode from one sp- uh, planet to another one universe to another galaxy and like they would always speak english and i was like wow wow but yeah that all the movies were made in english <laughs> everything like ah that's the same thing here too they have the english subtitles Ah, I mean, I get it, but okay, I I actually get it. But you are trying to tell that they might exist in a you know different kind of different set of dimensions because surely the four dimensions we generally deal with are not the only ones. There are a lot of others, like you know black holes generally deal with eleven dimensions, I think. So there are a lot of dimensions that we know nothing of. So they may exist in those, but at the same time, I think that uh, okay, since our universe our entire universe exists in mostly in this four dimensions so chances are even if they look completely different from what we think they look uh, they will be able to you know they they won't be existing in a different dimension they would be existing in ours they may look completely different they may have you know eight pairs of limbs like an octopus or 10 eyes i don't okay. know but just just think of it in that this way maybe the way we see planets or solar uh, just systems or galaxies apart from each other we see this black outer space area right maybe mm. on another strata of reality there is something in between those two areas maybe there exists something which we can't see or can't feel or our knowledge or our senses can't comprehend that there exists something maybe that's the home of another set of living organisms maybe life has a different meaning from for those aliens maybe they are not something we can see maybe they, that's something we can feel with something more than the five senses that we have that's the thing i'm trying to comprehend like 
that's a large as belief that i have in myself and i couldn't just put it out there because <laughs> i did not have any platform now that now the fact that i have i'm going to put it out there yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> no you know one particular thing uh, when i was younger and i was starting to not believe in ghosts you know we all had that phase when we used to be scared of ghosts when we were little and uh. we were trying to grow out of it we had that phase that we were being very you know stubborn about the fact that yeah there are no ghosts so back in those days i if any time somebody was like see this incident helpfully explain this incident if there are no ghosts i was like that's an idiot That was my reaction to everything. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I I strongly believed that uh, aliens are here, and uh, that has to do something with you know. When I was younger, I used to believe a few people, and any word they say is like my reality. I I was always like that. But uh. Uh, if I trust someone, I would trust to the extent that whatever they say. And uh, this uh, one person kind of told me a story about aliens, you know, coexisting with us. and i my dumbass just forgot that it was a stupid and for the next few days i was telling around everybody that there are aliens out here <laughs> oh that was so funny <laughs> that was that would be a and nice deep conversation grown. yeah i was i was quite grown i was like 9 years old and uh, i just thought yeah he told me a story and i was like yeah you told the story i will forget the part that you mentioned that it's a story <laughs> i will just go around everybody that But you told is correct. I don't know why. Why I did that? Why I used to be like that? Whatever. Ah. Okay, back to the show. No, back to the story. Yeah, back to the story. Ah. Uh, here out there, you know, uh, there is an inscription written in Norse as well as in English, like I said. And the inscription says, "Welcome to the grove of Glasty. No soliciting, no loitering. Hotel deliveries. Hotel deliveries." Please, hotel deliveries. Please use the Nephilim entrance. And here I get the name of Nephilim. Like uh, I, I know you say the fireball was Nephilim or something like that. Fireball was Muspelhem, and the ice wall was yeah, Nephilim. Yeah, I made it something else. <laughs> I made it into maple. Cherry <laughs> 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 blossom. Yeah, it, it does look like fire. You know, it looks like liquid fire. Maple syrup does look like liquid fire. Ah, uh, you are very fond of maple, huh? Sherry, Cheryl Blossom would be very pissed at you. You are taking her property yes. to your own. Well, you don't know about Cheryl Blossom because you don't watch Riverdale. That's not my fault, Anisha. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We will move forward. Yeah, we need sport. to move on. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, uh, he looks at the doors and he sees wolves, and he's like, "What wolves again?" Because of course he has the trauma that wolves probably killed his mother. Well, that is not a trauma you come out of easily. So of course he is bothered that there are wolves on the wall, you know, of you know, of the door and something. And he just wants to get out of there. He is mentally making plans to get out of this entire thing, out of the city. And he doesn't even know he's already out of the world at this point. But yeah, that is something sad. But then the door opens, and when the door opens, he sees this guy who hasn't shaved and you know shaved his beard for a long time. And he just comes and he's like, sniff, sniff. Okay, you're good to go. Like that was amazing. <laughs> he literally does that. So 
With that, we come to the ninth chapter. You totally want the miniver key. And I don't know if I want the miniver key <laughs> or not, but uh, yeah, Magnus uh, doesn't know about that yet. So we will find out about it. You know, be patient. Uh, uh, he just goes into this big hall kind of thing in that, that palace and he's like, okay, you can fit a soccer field out here. And it doesn't look, it is big from outside, but it doesn't look that big. And that is his constant, you know, uh, what can I say, commentary on that entire place, that this place is way too big. It's way mm -hmm. too big here, it's way too big there. And he also sees like, you know, high schoolish boys hanging. I just invented a word. Boys mm -hmm. from uh, who look like they should be in mm -hmm. high school hang out <laughs> there and they were just doing their own thing. And that guy, that guy with long beard, leads Magnus through the way and up to the point there there is this place you know uh, like his name what was his name I just forgot what was his name Hande Hande his yeah. name is Hande yeah 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 I so, kind yeah, of he, there were two yeah. people I forgot the person you were talking about yeah yeah so hunting uh, hunting comes uh, and uh, escorts uh, you know Magnus around and there is an activity list I would just give you one example of the kind of activities that happen here. Single combat to the death. Oslo room 10K. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm not judging. But this is just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you should tell high schoolers to fight till they die. That is not uh. Especially, this is the part I'm talking about, you know. Like you say that if Magnus dies again, he can't be resurrected. And mm -hmm. uh, that is the idea, that is some idea I didn't have. Because, okay, what I was talking about is you did tell me a few moments ago that Magnus can't be resurrected, you know, like he can't mm -hmm. be resurrected once he dies actually again. Well, so, um, there are some specific ways he can die and return from the death, but there are some specific reasons and you're gonna come to know that later on in the next but few there, chapters there is a guy who who threw a spear for fun at another <laughs> guy and Magnus could be caught in the Magnus could get caught in the crossfire so he wouldn't die then no I mean he would die but he would return yeah oh, 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 oh. And I get the joke no. uh. people die and return all the time <laughs> Why did why did shirt go by the way? Like Magnus just came here being like, okay, I died, but I'm still alive. Kind of, kind of, I'm dead, but I'm alive. And why, why did shirt go? Shirt isn't. You know what? A few chapters later on, like just it, it's gonna happen with my series. Like, uh, if just a few chapters later on, we are going to open this big ass door of whole secrets and. We're going to collect all that we can. It's like the Christmas Santa Claus. I mean, Christmas Santa Claus. Wow, what a phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he realizes, he realizes that, yeah, okay, okay. He realizes that this guy is living since 749 CE. And this has a very funny backstory, but I would come to that later. Um, he also realizes that there is this there's this another guy, you know, the manager. His name also starts with H. I just forgot his name. But whatever. <laughs> he also, you know, is working there since the same age, you know, same year. That is about, you know, 
1400 ages ago, 1300 years ago. And so they have been living, living there since a long time. I mean, more, it, is, it is longer than I have lived, but whatever, I, I don't mind. They have been living there. They are the whole, they're the whole staffs now. They're the whole staffs now. So, yeah. And I don't know how, how I feel about calling an afterlife thing hotel, but I don't know. A lot of things are weird out there. So they have a talk about what, what is, uh, you know, this place and they call it Valhalla. 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 Yeah, it's that is Valhalla. Valhalla. And it Valhalla. 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 <laughs> and uh, it has 5.40 floors or something. Like it connects the nine mm-hmm. worlds. This mm-hmm. largest building that lo- doesn't look that large from outside <laughs> has 5.40 floors. In. And this is like, then it would be the tallest building in the entire world. And he would be like, yeah, if it did exist in the world, but one world. <laughs> I'm fluttering. <laughs> so it would be the you know largest building if it did exist in one world, but it doesn't. It exists. It exists in the nine worlds. So it doesn't really have to you know be the biggest building or something. Though it is. I mean, I assure you, it is. <clears throat> so uh, whatever is going on here doesn't really you know sit well with Magnus because of course he's still kind of kind of grasping the fact that they are just saying that he's dead, but he's walking around. And uh, he also, you know, asks him that, why is, do you call it CE? Like, we write it as AD. Why would you call it CE? And this is where the backstory comes. This is a short little backstory that Thor had, you know, invited Jesus for a fight. He had invited Jesus for a fight. And Jesus was like, nah, I'm not coming. And Thor was like, you are not coming? I won't let anybody use AD anymore. Everything would be C. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I love this. Why I love this? I I think I have a knack for gods who act childish. I mean, uh, I did tell you that I like Lucy for a lot. Like a lot. Sure. Uh, Maybe this is something that is... Uh, the same that thing is with like me. Uh, thing on my head. Loki, whenever Loki does something childish, it's the same thing for me. Like I'm just, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, uh, all of those people are just kind of seeking validation. Like they just want mm. to be feel, you know, try to fit in. Like I was talking about, they just exactly. want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, okay. At this point, Magnus also realizes that you know, like he is probably actually dead. They are not just joking around with him. And they lead him to this room and he's like, you know, you would like to have a mini bag because you're going to live here for a long time. And he's like, how long? And he's like, forever or at least until the last <laughs> and, and then, yeah. And then, yeah, they, they just kind of enter the room. And with that, we come to the 10th chapter. My room does not suck. I'm going to show you it doesn't suck because oh. it is oh. pretty. It is pretty pretty. Like I mean, okay. I don't know. I ah, I have a pretty airy room, but I'm sure it has nothing to do with it. It is so good. Uh, it's. I mean, okay. Um, uh, let me just say this: amongst all the buildings or areas that have that I have been introduced to across stories, across book series, and 
like maybe hogwarts would be the one that would be in my top list and then valhalla it has to be valhalla i mean i ah it's just so good you have read so little of it but when you come to know more about it like as the as you read through the pages you know like you would come to know that oh man it's the freaking details and the 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 food the interior decoration and how it changes with your mood and the fact that there's like the thing with the roof oh my god just go on and mention it ah uh. you you get you 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 get a brownie point for mentioning i don't know it's like a lot of people when they describe a place they just leave out the food and i'm just pissed i'm just pissed oh, at the yeah, best yeah half Whatever. of the half yeah. of the uh, fun is in the food duh like <laughs> exactly exactly i i totally feel but whatever he just goes into the room and he wasn't really in a mood to go into the room exactly because that that guy hunting guy did tell him that if you enter the room you're never gonna get out you know like get out but you're never gonna leave this place or whatever so he was like can't i just go live my life again but yeah of course you can't So Magnus did, uh, you know, enter the room, and of course he was more stern than I am because he was seeing all that stuff. But I was pretty stern too because, you know, uh, he is in the nineteenth floor, and there are a lot of floors above, a lot. And he he doesn't, uh, you know, get to see the sun. We would think, but he does. His roof has, uh, you know, that what what do they call that? Sunlight, sunlight. Sun, sun window. What? The skylight, skylight. It has a uh, skylight kind of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, sun comes from there. There is grass, and you can still uh, close, you know, all that light off when you want because there is also thick brown curtains, and it is like everything he wanted in his life is out there. That is the only one way to put it. There is also a picture, and that picture uh, uh, is of his. mother and him when he was 9 years old and he just uh, recollects that moment and you know memory and he's like i lost this picture in the fire how do you have it like that that picture is gone gone i thought yeah i would like to mention another thing i mean it might be a spoiler but it's just it just goes with the vibe so well okay throughout the story this specific thing with pictures okay so um uh, whenever magnus is present or absent in his room it doesn't even matter but the pictures that just start appearing and disappearing based on his mood and it's not even just like it's present today it's gone tomorrow it's just like i mean it's almost like when he feels like it the picture just just appears over the stories you are going to uh, we are going to see that a certain person in magnus's life which whom he thought was in that important to him uh grew greatly important to him and uh a good question for you that person has already been introduced anyways uh randolph patrick hanover i don't know anyone it might be anyone because blitz and hart blitz and hart are already quite important Though, though I'm kind of angry at him because they kind of threw himself, uh, themselves for protecting him, and he, when he realized that he's dead, he didn't ask after them. So 
I'm a little angry at him. But okay, this guy just died. I can cut I mean, him some some slack. This thing with the pictures, it 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 okay, it's. It's just so touching, you know. Even uh, all the pictures that he thinks that are sometimes he thinks that these pictures don't mean something to me. Even those pictures appear. Sometimes he thinks that these pictures were never taken. Those pictures appear. Sometimes he thinks that these pictures got destroyed and they oh. appear. And like ah, it, it depends part. on his subconscious, then, right? I guess it depends yeah, more on his subconscious totally, because he was yeah. dreaming about his mother, so the picture of his mother appeared. Uh, and yeah. he's stunned by it. And uh, okay, so the you know hunting guy tells him that you know back in my days we didn't used to have pictures, so I don't get to see my family. And this guy who has been away from his family for thirteen some thirteen hundred something years gets emotional, and I'm like bad bad, but bad bad. Yeah, it was twelve hundred something I think, but that is also a long time. Who am I kidding? You know, twelve hundred years is long time. But. Uh. <laughs> and uh, so they just go there, and uh, you know, hunting is telling him that you know, you have to just think of Bala, Valhalla, Valhalla as an up, as an upgrade from the world you lived in before, because this is this is the place where you are one of the inherits, inherit, and Enherai. they have to actually, yeah, inherit. And her eye. And her eye. Really? <laughs> and her eye. And her eye. But the, uh, he wrote that he pronounced the word in like in her yard. In, in her eye. In her eye. And her. Wow, that is learning pronunciations. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we just go from that place and he's like okay so what what is going to happen like wh- wh- why would we be lone warriors because that is the meaning of the word and he's like you know you are not lone warriors but you're all going to fight when it comes to the day of the doom then he says duck and this is the place where where the popular popular you know spear scene happens the entire uh, spear scene happens uh, out here uh, he's like duck and he's like yeah what why would i duck and everything <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> everything just yeah becomes every you know, and then a person dies because someone was having fun with the spear and he's <laughs> like uh, don't worry don't worry somebody's coming to you know pick, clear, clear those things up wolves are coming to clear those that thing up and that person will be alive by dinner so it is not really a big deal they're just having some fun and it's like wolves and the wolves come. And of course, he's still affected by the trauma that his mother was apparently dead after the wolf attack. So when the wolves come, even though uh-huh. they don't have bright green eyes, he goes behind the body plan that he understands that in the, this moment, he looks vulnerable, he looks weak. He looks like he is not uh, somebody who fought with, you know, sort. But mm-hmm. he doesn't care because in that moment, he... Is weak. He is vulnerable. He is mourning again. A person he can't get out of his head. He's mourning his mother constantly. He's being haunted in a way. And okay, so after that, uh, he just when the books go and stuff. So Hunting just asks him to follow him, and they go to the elevator, and everything is like that. And after that, uh, okay, so there is this key. 
you know, that mini liberty kind of thing. And it is called the Dagaz. And I think I pronounced it right. I I guess it's the yeah I guess it's the guys I don't remember the pronunciation of all the runes I just remember the pronunciation of the names mostly I guess but yeah I guess it's the guys Okay so uh, after uh, Hunting introduces him to his room and his theory I signing the theory I and everything uh Magnus is is he's kind of like a nice guy because So the chocolate bar he was so planning to eat later, you know, the one he stole from Randolph's office before dying. Uh, he just uh, takes out and gives it to Hamden because he has nothing else to give. And I would, I would give him a pat pat for that because he's been a very nice boy, like uh... really. And Hamding, Hamding also gets emotional over this act because, of course, this dude has been dead for about twelve hundred years and more. So he. is emotional about it also i would like to incorporate this right here that um this is like you know the thing with eco saying i don't compute as you have said before mentioned before that it just comes again and again throughout tlc this thing with magnus giving hunding a chocolate bar or chocolate at least that comes up again and again and it's just something so sweet and so little but at the end mane at the end of the series when you reach um, there's this goodbye position when hanni has to say bye to magnus and magnus has to rush for some reason and uh, magnus i guess i maybe i'm just building this in my own head but probably magnus starts to run but then he returns gives this chocolate and then he runs back because he has to go it's just this thing it's like small steps but at the last moment it was a big leap in that case and it, that it, that just made me emotional in later on but yeah oh, i'm dying to see how you feel about this so sweet. that is so sweet so uh, after this entire chocolate incident happens so he uh hunting tells magnus that okay your valkyrie will be here any moment and uh, she will take the dinner table and everything you know the dinner table where odin odin's people are something like that <laughs> and will gather to listen to your bravery stories or whatever <laughs> so uh like my valkyrie like i'm also mm-hmm. like his valkyrie i thought valkyries existed you know to protect asgard or things like that like I don't know that they acted like personal bodyguards or whatever. Again, he probably has a Valkyrie. Huh. So you had this introduction to the concept of Valkyrie, uh, through again Marvel, I guess. Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. So that's not the way it was in the mythology. Valkyries were those. Uh, those were again. Uh, the female army. It was always the female army, but Valkyries were. those armies who would cut the soul of the bodies like in the wars or successful people who had done something good in their life it was uh, basically like in the uh, norse culture people fighting in wars and uh, being you know victorious those people were always considered to be great souls so that was the me- that was the measure of being a good person or a bad person in those days So that was those were the people who died in the wars fight, while fighting wars. Uh, those were the people whose souls the Valkyries would collect and bring it to Valhalla. And okay, 
let me just tell you tell this right here that valhalla the concept though it's quite similar in uh, riordan verse and the norse mythology original version the difference is just that it's i mean valhalla is this certain place in asgard it's not even a place it's like a, a this hall in asgard where odin feasts with uh in, with an entire army of people whose soul the valkyries have collected so like the, oh, the, okay. the other that people, was nah. what hunting was talking about exactly you know so, the dinner the big dinner yeah 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 that's i mean you're going to come to know about that that it's exactly not that but it's kind of related but yeah that's what the norse mythology says about and riordan in riordan verse it's a little different but quite close enough yeah proceed you may proceed so, <laughs> oh my god i desperately needed your permission <laughs> but whatever so uh, magnus is like yeah my valkyrie and he's like yeah you, you're valkyrie you know but she is a little bit troublesome and he's like what do you mean and they're like uh, i i i would again not answer you kid i'm just going to go and you should come to the dinner at night so with that guys we come to the end of our episode our eighth episode if you want to support us you can follow us across our socials the links are in the description below tune in for the next episode have a good life guys bye bye love you and love yourselves